Welcome back to another episode here with your host, The D is Silent. Today is August 9th, 2022, and we are here to discuss a couple of movie reviews this week. As I build this podcast, I got a couple of movies, three of them in particular. I finally watched Buzz Lightyear on Disney+. Plus. I've also watched Uncharted on Netflix, which is a Sony movie. And my favorite of the three, Prey, the Predator movie on Hulu. Um, And that's where I want to start is Prey. And what I really felt about it, thought about it, what are my thoughts on it. Um, I'm going to give it a solid two thumbs up. I'm going to get the the nuts and bolts of it out the way. I'm going to give it a two thumbs up. I can't give it more than an eight. There is some flaws with the movie. There is some definite things I would have done differently. Maybe it's just a slight tweaking. Uh, but overall, the movie is really good. I, like I said, I'm not going to give it anything higher than an eight. So it won't go higher than an eight. It's probably like a seven, seven and a half out of ten for me personally. But I think that is exactly where the movie is going to thrive. And perhaps the franchise going forward. Um, so let's get into it. What, what happens in this movie, Prey? If you haven't seen it, or if you're on the fences on it, um, what you see in the trailer is more or less what happens in the movie. The Predator... This takes place during the French and Indian uh, French Indian War. Uh, I forget where they set it at, North Dakota or N- North Missouri, something like that, the 1700s. And I know a lot of people got a lot of problems with the language of the movie, as the Indian tribe is speaking English but I don't really feel that that's a case for concern I actually I kind of felt that before the movie even came out uh, most of the Indians had already come in contact with Americans or you know Europeans and they had already learned dialect of English and the French and Indian War if you remember correctly uh, they were at a tussle with the Indians for a, a long time, and so that I could easily see them speaking both French, English, Native, and for most for more for most of the movie, that is genuinely the case. So I don't really get the time, the language barrier that it's in, um, or the time frame it's in. I think that's a little bit dumbfounded. Um, and what have you uh, but to me overall the movie I think had a very low budget um, and when I mean low it probably had like I don't know 50 million 60 million to make it somewhere along those lines I, mean, I don't think it was anything above 100 to make the movie and much to the credit of the directors I think they utilized every dollar they utilized every single aspect of the movie was done well 
at no part did I feel like, wow, this is extremely low budget. Uh, they could have cut that out, or the, they just they looked out of place. None of that. They, they utilized every dollar that they had correctly. As a matter of fact, they brought some fresh takes to the Predator franchise that I kind of wish had been happening this whole time. Um, and with that said, the movie overall is very well done. I, there's some little nitpicking things I can, I'm going to say about it. Whereas they could have done with that little like minute or two post credit scene. Uh, or they should have just added it in. I don't know how hard it would have been to add in at the end of the movie. To see that the Predators, yes, were going to come back. The it was not a lone predator. It was not a lone beast. It wouldn't have taken away from the movie. I would have loved if they would have just switched the ending to where maybe the tribe didn't really recognize a female hunter like she had been wanting to. Maybe they could have still stuck with that old school machismo um, male dominated roles. Like didn't believe her. Didn't give her the credits. And another predator or two come in, kill the chief, but recognize uh, our main lead female's ability to kill predators and become not only anoint her the chief of the clan, but that she is an amazing hunter. I mean, they could have portrayed that. It could have only been like another minute or two of movie. I kind of wish that that took place. Um, but nonetheless, I, I don't really, that's just a nitpick. That's just a nitpick. That's what I, I would have done. It would have portrayed the same message. Um, and it was a phenomenal, it kind of leads you to believe, I know it's a one-off because I, I kind of feel like they're going to continue this story, but in another decade or two post that. Perhaps when, you know, our main characters aged into her, you know, after the lore of the Predator comes through and people are trying to understand as it goes forward and they don't really understand it because nobody really understands Indian heritage and culture. Uh, But I do love the time piece of it. They stripped it of all the... We've got tech, we've got these crazy firearms, we've got missiles and launchers and ships planes and spacecrafts it really went back to uh, a basic you know a really stripped version of the franchise and that's something I do like about it a lot I I really like the setting it's in Um, there is guns there but the guns are very limited so you can't just kill a predator with the gun which was the case that happened with the French soldiers or the French um, hunters that were out there you know, that reload time was crazy for them um, versus a bow and arrow or a spear or something a little bit more hand tool, handmade. Um, the Predator looked phenomenal, especially when they got down to the suit part of it. Um, I thought they did a well, I did, I did a phenomenal job with hiding him until they needed to. Um, I like this version of the mask. It looks a tad bit alienish, um, and a little bit less mechanical-ish, which 
I don't got no problems with, but I kind of wondering why they maybe because their technology advanced in the future films that this was a little bit more like a old tech. I mean, he didn't have the predator had a shield. Um, he had several things, you know, tools, but he didn't have that advanced weapon. I'm wondering if that was intentionally done or what that was. But I'm I'm okay with that. I'm, I'll, again, that's just a nitpick. Um, I really wish they would have showed the fight with the bear a little bit more in detail. Uh, they kind of hit it. Um, the I mean, you just see fragments of it. Uh, but that's that. I believe that the director is very smart in hiding that. But I would have loved to see it, like full on, like. Like that that seems like a very hard battle. And this and that's why I kinda wanna see like some of these predator movies done in the time. I want them to go back to the dinosaur days. Because we all know that the predators around since dinosaur days. I would love to see one battle in T Rex by hand, not with so much you know, weaponry. That would be to me would be a badass. Or like maybe maybe some uh, a pack of raptors. Um, I don't know if that's possible to do. Maybe they could do it like an archaeological dig. Like, wow, there's these dinosaur bones got these metal pieces in them. You know, maybe they, maybe the archaeologists uncover um, some predator tech turning on and they go down and go find them. But I would love to see the battle between the dinosaurs and the Predator. Maybe that's something Disney can cook up or whoever owns Predator now can cook up and give it to the fans. But overall the movie was very well. It was light, light dialogue which actually lended itself correctly to the movie because too much dialogue and too much was going on in the prior Predator movie which it, you know, it's in there but it could have done without it. Some of the dialogue. Um... And overall, it's a good movie. I just, I kind of, there's just some nitpicks as a Predator fan. And then I just kind of feel like the movie could have been slightly longer. Some things could have been a little bit more, like they could have shown the fight between the the, the tribe versus the lion. I really wish they would have showed that a little bit more in detail. Um, again, the bear scene. I would have loved to see them try to hunt a bear. You know, the Indians try to hunt a bear, become very unsuccessful, you know, sustain injuries and whatnot. And then the predator fight it in hand-to-hand combat by itself, you know. Uh, there's just some things that w- they leave open to the imagination. That's that's kind of why I'm like, wow, this movie could have been amazing, like great if they'd added some of these things. But it's just easy for the interpretation the movie is great by itself. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, it's probably like a seven and a half, maybe eight. There's just some things I would have done a little bit differently if it was up to me. But overall, I give it two thumbs up. If you haven't seen it, if you're a fan of the Predator franchise, this movie's really good. Um, I think for the most part, if you pay attention to the internet, it's, it's pretty good. I think some people got some gripes with it, but nothing that would have you believe that it's a bad movie. No, the, the movie's good. As a matter of fact, I, I enjoyed it. You know, just like... 
kind of would have tweaked it a little bit myself if it was me. I would have loved to just add in a little bit more to it. Um, but beyond that, uh, the movie is a short film. There's not much to go into it. Uh, it does show the female actors, you know, the main female actors role. She never really liked being a gatherer. She wanted to be a hunter. Uh, you get the you get the feeling that she, you know, felt out of place in that time, and that was her climb to the top. And I'm kind of wondering, and you know, I know, you know, in the times we're in now, everybody kind of wants to know. There's too many female characters now. There's too many gay characters now. There's too many black people in movies. Um. I'm kind of wondering myself personally what the deal is with people being against it. Well, I I, I liked it. I th- thought it was a good story. I mean, clearly, if we're thinking about the nuts and bolts of Predator, clearly, you got to take into consideration that, number one, um, most of the men that take the Predators on die. Only, you know, Arnold's character, only uh, Donald Glover's character escaped narrowly. Um, while he, the Predator tore apart squads of people. So I don't really see, you know, may, maybe it's possible that a woman did survive an attack. And we got that in AV, Alien vs. Predator. It's not like it's the first time. A female character. What about Ripley? Has survived an alien attack. So I don't really know people. I just think people are just really quick to jump on. Like, oh, that's so woke because they're using a female character to play a superhero, or this gay. There's a gay character in the show. Like, fucking women, gay people, black people, Mexican people exist. It's just what it is. Asian people exist. Like. We live in a world where motherfuckers exist. I would love to see the samurais take on a pack of predators or a predator. That'd be something to see too. I would love. I would love to see some timepieces of this predator. You know, going forward. You know, maybe they don't have to. I see. That's what I kind of feel about the predators versus Marvel. Marvel's all interconnected. Um. The Predators doesn't need to be because they have the ability to... They've been in reality for a very long time. Donald Glover explicitly says that. He says, will they be back? He says, oh yeah, they'll definitely be back. And he already knew because they faced was seemingly aliens, uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. He had a gun from the 1700s. They gave it to him. It was like in the 1990s. Uh, he knows that they've been around for hundreds of years. And I would love to see different, you know, different timepieces of this. An industrial revolution. How about a Dark Ages Predator? You know, you can go out to, you know, I guess Samurai era. Um, what about the a Cold War, you know, a Cold War setting where Russian and... You know, American spies are being killed 
both governments don't know. They're willing to pull the plug on each other just to find out that a predator exists. And, you know, let's do it in that in like a 1960s I Love Lucy-ish kind of presentation of a predator movie. Not with the predator being dressed in the night, but the, the people, like those type, those type of detectives. I would love to see that with their limited six-shot pistols, their ingenuity, the wits, no telephones, no, you know, or telephones barely exist. I would love to see that. Um, I would love to see, you know, you know, the Wild West versus the Predators, you know, the Railroad era. Um, the, you know, the Civil War era, a Civil War you know, a slavery era. I would love to see a cast of, you know, black slaves coming in. The predator recognizing that, okay, one man is dominating the all, all these men. Let's see if he's able to dominate the predator. The predator wiping him out immediately. And then the slaves, you know, rising up against the predator and trying to... I would love to see something like that too, like... Some of that is some of what I'm saying. It just sounds like it would go very, very well with the Predator franchise, you know. And I would love to see, you know, like for instance, in like a slave slavery era piece of Predator, that not only does like a handful of slaves become victorious against the Predator, but they like two or three of them out of ten that you know decide like, okay, we got to kill this guy because he could kill us too. They become successful. Predator leaves them some tech. Um. You know, and then they become, you know, you gotta, you gotta do it like, like Django, like, but they free themselves from the, you know, and they're, with the tech that the predator leaves, they'll never be enslaved again. And that, that would be an interesting story. I didn't see, this is what I would do if that was, and they just have all of them, you know, build the predators back up to, you know, the fresh take on everything back up to prominence. Uh, and I'm again, I'm assuming they could get it back to nowadays where maybe the predator, you know, because they went too far out of bounds with it, I think. Um, but maybe before we get to the predator's home world, let's build up how they operate, how they think. You know, I, I do want to see us land with all our tech on a high budget movie on the predator home world, but with, with us knowing all of what they've done, like they have. It can pull references out of, okay, a hunt took place in the French-Indian War. Uh, we've had, they've had hundred instances of a hunt. And now that we've got their tech or we've mastered tech of our own, we go on the hunt to find one of the strongest predators and try to take them out on their home world. And, but, you know, but come with the respect that they come with. You know, it's not just we're waging war. I would love to see that somewhat take place down the road. But after they give us like three or four or five more uh, time pieces of Predators, that's that's what I kind of would like for that franchise going forward, if they can pull that off, which I think they can, because this movie was well within the budget. I'm assuming it's going to do well. I think you know people are going to watch it. And um, I believe that going forward that that should be the Predator's long-term goal. Give us about three or four movies, maybe five movies, 
and then hit us with the big one after we've gotten like different versions of the predators and how they how they act and not i mean we kind of know but they still need they still need to build it back up because predator had been building itself had been spiraling downward since alien versus predators um i think we got two movies and the one with adrian can't think of the guy's last name the guy from king kong I know his name is Adrian. I can't think of his last name off the top of my head. Um, that one was okay. But that was more of a game planet. It wasn't the Predator homeworld. I think that's kind of something that they missed. And uh, even though that one had... That was just a, a Predator, like an OG Predator, but on their homeworld. It wasn't really well... I mean, it was well thought out, but it wasn't really well portrayed, I don't think. That one was only like a seven and a half, two. And with the uh, bigger budget, didn't really budget itself correctly. Uh, this one was. Um, but uh, that's what I kind of wanted. Before we get to the Predator homeworld, um, let's down, send down like, you know, our best synthetic you know, our best android person. And let's not a real person see if we if they could hunt down a couple of predators and get into a big one, maybe even dying but or winning. You know, and just and then coming sending the predators and not like, okay, we found you. We've killed a few of you on your home turf, you know, respect. You know, we're one of the first to do it. And we're not going to stop doing it until we mastered it. You know, it'll be inter- an interesting. And, j- and just see the predator, because the predators don't speak. You know, to see their facial expressions, to see, you know, how they react to a situation like that would be fascinating as well. Like, that's kind of what I would hope for the franchise going forward. Uh, but overall, Prey was a good movie. And I'm getting too far out of bounds. The movie was really good. It was like a really, it was a really good building block. Um, could have been a little bit, I could have, would have tweaked it a little bit, but I still give it two thumbs up. So with that, I'm going to pause it here and we'll come back and we'll talk either Uncharted or Buzz Lightyear. Hang tight. Welcome back, or should I say, I'm back. I'm back from my momentary pause of absence. So let's get into it. Let's get into this Lightyear movie. Um, I'm still going to talk Uncharted, but let's do Lightyear first because I I was a little bit more hyped to see that one in the movie theaters. I didn't get around to doing it. I ended up watching Black Phone, as you all remember. But Lightyear. Um, overall, I thought it was a good movie. I really liked the visuals of it. I liked the story of it. But I got to say that maybe Pixar made this as a one-off when they shouldn't have. I really believe that this should have been like a two-part series or maybe, you know, this story was all around Buzz Lightyear and Zarg and his adventures. And I kind of feel like it was only one adventure when the Buzz Lightyear universe is big and I kind of feel like they narrowed it down to one which I think really works against 
the movie in the long term because I think this is just a one-off. Um, with that being said, the movie was good. Like I said, visually it was really good. It was very funny. Um, it's everything you wanted from a Buzz Lightyear movie. I just didn't like the fact that it seemed like a, kind of like a one one shot deal. But with that said, again, it was a good movie. But what happens in the movie? So, Buzz Lightyear, they land on a planet. He's a Star Ranger. And he wants to go investigate another planet that's got a life. And they end up on that planet. And when they leave the planet, because they find out that the life on that planet is hostile, he ends up crashing what they dubbed the Acorn. And strands them on the planets for many years. Meanwhile, the hyperdrive function is messed up. And that's actually where our story starts getting taking place. They try to fix the hyperdrive. He is the test pilot to try to make sure that the hyperdrive is stable. And every time he does it, he comes back. With, for him, is one or two minutes. Or five minutes, I think. It's like four years on Earth. Now, he does this... A dozen times so people back on that planet are like dying when he's still like the same age mind you you know he's watching everybody around him go to the wayside a lot of people have family his cat is um, the cat buddy is basically you know his friend and all this the cat doesn't age he's a robot um, and then when he does figure out the hyperdrive, that flash forwards him like 20 years in the future, well beyond the, the people that knew him and, you know, cared about him and cared about the mission. He finishes the mission, but with a whole new cast of people around him, he comes back on the earth or comes back on the planet and finds that he can't get into the little city they built it's walled off and basically that's where his story goes he ends up fighting a, a space alien ship the robots and it long story short it turns out to be him that also figured out the hyperdrive but went back to that planet to the time when he was in try was gonna reverse the time he was gonna do time traveling um and actually, you could have went either way with the Buzz Lightyear's. I really believe that the choice that the Buzz Lightyear had was go back and change everything and fix it the right way or not go back in time and, and continue the story going forward. I really believe that the, the decision with that was a precursor to other movies of what's going to happen in the Marvel Universe. Is should you go back in time and change everything or should you keep going forward and you know keep it as is in the Buzz Lightyear movie they opted to go forward be interesting to see as time travel and multiverses and things of the nature what you're willing what people ultimately are willing to sacrifice what people are ultimately willing to live with you know the decisions they make it could be interesting to see and Buzz Lightyear really tackles that question slightly I felt that for the right for thing for them to do was to go back in time, fix everything they were going to fix, you know, 
and to erase the people that he knew now in the future and start over back in the past. I really believe that that was the best course of action because he, the Buzz Lightyear ultimately sacrificed a lot of his life. Um, you know, almost no for no avail. And, you know, it's just what it is. I, I kind of felt that that's really... Um, that was really, you know, that was a really hard choice for them to make. Even though I think the writers to ultimately just continue the story going forward. Now, with that said, they do finish the mission. He does get the hyperdrive. They don't leave the planet. They become space rangers, but he has to train them up. Maybe that's where they're going to be. The more of it's going to come from. If they do, they're going to be training up. Maybe finally venturing out and doing more space missions. I'm hoping that's what they do because I kind of felt like this was only one mission out of dozens of missions that could possibly take place. They could do series about it, like a Disney Plus series, I think. Do little eight episodes, maybe, you know, 30 minutes each on a different mission and different planets. That's kind of what I was hoping they were going to lean towards, but it kind of just ended. Um, but I do give it two thumbs up. I don't know where people were getting the idea that this movie was woke or there was a lot of homosexuality scenes in there. I didn't see anything. I think the one lady met another lady, but she already had a kid, so obviously she was pregnant. Um, She had two moms, but I mean, that was like in there for like fucking less than a minute. Uh, I thought Buzz Lightyear was going to kiss another man. People were saying that there was pandering or catering to the gay community again. I didn't understand that. And I and I didn't see it either in Luca. I don't even know where they're talking about in Luca. Um, that's another one that I didn't really get. It's not uh, as in your face as I would say I'm watching the show the, the Sandman right now where that is blatantly trying to get gay money. Um, LGBTQ money viewership but that's beyond um anything I'm talking about right? I'm talking about but like, I didn't really see any LGBTQ community uh it wasn't even hinted that Buzz Lightyear was gay I think he was actually in love with uh, the mom if anything but it just didn't work out because he opted to choose the mission and that's he gave up a lot and that's why I kind of feel that the other Buzz Lightyear the older one was kind of right in saying, hey, you know what? We should go back in time and fix this to have a life of our own. And, you know, really heavy questions being asked in the Buzz Lightyear. It was a really well thought out movie. Uh, beautifully, beautifully, because it actually kind of had me thinking about it. I was like, I, I, I thought for a second that they were going to go back in time. But they opted to go continue forward and the two Buzz Lightyear's didn't agree and they obviously they tussled and you know, you know if you've seen the movie you know what happens um, but it, they did give Buzz Lightyear a little bit of shine I did I did love it that he wasn't just a side character in Toy Story no more uh, they kind of did him dirty in Toy Story 4 one of the latest ones where he wasn't even in it which I kind of thought sucked or maybe he was I had to rewatch that one, but yeah, I don't think he was then that was more of Woody's journey into finding a new home um but I would have kind of liked to see some cameos of those little just some little cameos too also from the Toy Story franchise 
obviously Buzz Lightyear is part of the Toy Story franchise. I kind of was kind of needing that a little bit for me. Um, there, this is just a little bit of um, just a little bit of nitpicking things. Again, I could just say just a little bit. It wasn't too much. I'm not over here saying this is the worst movie ever. But I, I give it, I give it like about a seven. It, it, it could have been a little bit better. Um, would I have loved Tim Allen to come back and do it? Uh, I, that's another thing. I really wish that Tim Allen. Well, I don't know. Maybe he was in it. That I don't know. But I would have loved to see him voice another Buzz. I, I that's what I kind of thought going in it. This was Buzz Lightyear. This was gonna be a lot of Buzz Lightyears in it. They kind of needed a little bit more Buzz Lightyears, even though they made the new squadron of Buzz, Light, Buzz Lightyears. They could have used a few old ones, especially in the beginning. Um, we could have seen a lot more. I think that we only see like two of them or three of them. Uh, when there was a whole spaceship, so just some nitpicking things, but overall it was good. I, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Will I watch it again? Yeah, maybe if I see it, might watch it again. Uh, there's a lot of things to watch right now. There's a lot of things coming down the pike to watch. Uh, a bunch of amazing things happening pretty soon. Uh, as far as shows go and stuff, you know, and I got content coming up because we're starting to get really rolling in the latter end of the year of entertainment. But Buzz Lightyear was a good movie. I, I really enjoyed it. I don't really see why people were dogging it. I don't know how much money it made, if it's going to get a part two. I hope so. I hope we, I, and I hope maybe, okay, doesn't get a part two, but let's get a mini series. Like a six or an eight part series of just different adventures and then maybe leaving it off open-ended for maybe a possibility of a part two couple years from now that's what i think it was i think it was a good it was a good like introduction of how buzz Lightyear actually was and maybe maybe that's why i'm looking at it wrong because i wanted i expected all these other little things and maybe it was just an introduction because it basically says this is a film based off of that character that character's movies or uh adventures uh and so this was just one adventure and i'm just kind of hoping there was more adventures to it but we could live with that. But moving on, we're going to talk Uncharted. Uh, Nathan Drake, Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, and what I thought about it. <sighs> Basically, I, I mixed reviews because I I enjoyed it because I didn't pay money to go see it and I wasn't hyped to see it in the first place. This was a casual leisure watch for me. I don't know how much money they spent it. I do believe it made like four hundred million or five hundred million at the theater. So we're gonna probably gonna get it in Uncharted two, and maybe that they've got this Uncharted one out the way. Um, basically, you know, they can do a part two maybe better. But I kind of feel that this Uncharted movie overall stank up the joint a little bit. I'm glad I watched it on Netflix. I'll tell you that much right now. I'm glad that this was a Netflix watch and not a, I spent $30, you know, going on a date to this movie. Um, it's borderline. I could, the movie didn't have its own identity. It was borderline Tomb Raider-ish, but it was also like National Treasure-ish. But it was also like Pirates of the Caribbean-ish. But it was also like... Like... 
kind of like um, Fast and Furious-ish. Like, they were like, okay, well, we can just make a movie that kind of pulls on what people like of those types of movies and make it into one other movie, and here we're going to give you this movie. Like, to me, that's... It, it, it was like, I was thinking, like, damn, is fucking Nicolas Cage going to show up and fucking tell him, like, come across him? Now, and I actually, had they done that and pulled that off successfully, like, like who are you? Or I'm searching for, you know, and they crossed paths for... That, I would have went bonkers. That movie would have been... That would have elevated this movie from being, like, a six to, like, an easily seven and a half and eight. If you would have seen any of the members of the Fast and Furious or you would have got a crossover with Tomb Raider, you know, Angelina Jolie, you know, if she would have been like the villain at the end of it, that would have been fucking amazing. But they wasn't there. And then it leaves you kind of wondering like, okay, well, they got these pirates. They're on pirates. Eventually it gets down to being pirates. Antonio Banderas' character was totally wasted. Um... Because he didn't really serve no point. They didn't. He, he didn't even need to be in the movie, to be honest. Um, they wasted Homegirl from the Chilling Adventures of uh, Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. They wasted her performance. I thought she was probably the best part of the movie. Um, I don't know her, the actor's name, but I know her from the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Um, Tom Holland was okay. He's funny. He's funny as character. Uh, Mark Wahlberg was kind of... His character was kind of... You don't know if he was a good guy or bad guy. And maybe that's because there was no clear direction. Kind of wondering about that guy. But then he ends up being the good guy. But ends up... He's kind of being a dick. Um, the movie's all over the place. The movie's all over the place, man. Uncharted. Maybe that's what people liked about it. That it was... Uh, a step off the beaten trail already of superhero movies. It's not a superhero movie. It's just a random action adventure movie, kind of like Fast and the Furious, which I got a lot of. They were trying to. They overall like the heavy Fast and Furious esque movie was trying to take place here, and especially when the brother was. Um, ultimately, you find out he was in prison, much like what happens in Fast and Furious over a couple of times. Uh, there's just so many things that I kind of felt, you know, they had to assemble a little team. You know, they, they, they don't trust each other. They're thieves, but they don't trust it. But they have to work together and they have to work together to take down, you know, basically... I mean, it's just... It's kind of one of those movies, man. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't really rate it anything more than a 6 because the music wasn't that really that good. Visually, it looked a little dated, the CGI. Especially when he's flying out the plane and they're doing all that bit. Um, but, I mean, it was, an, it was an okay movie. If you watch it on Netflix, it's worth the watch. I'll give you that. I'll give it that. Maybe it's a six and a half. I can't really rate it any higher. And I actually went into it like, oh, okay, I never seen Uncharted. I went into it I went into it with an open mind, but the whole entire time I was like, Is this national treasure? 
Is it is Nicolas Cage gonna pop up? Is this Tomb Raider? And I know Uncharted Uncharted is a lot like Tomb Raider, the video game. Different character, different set of scenarios. Obviously, it's not the same. But at the same time, I was kind of wondering, like, damn, is is Laura Croft can even be name dropped? Like, it felt like that kind of a movie. Uh, like a national treasure, like those movies come up every so often. Some of them, sometimes they hit. National treasure hit. The Smithsonian one, Night at the Smithsonian with the. Uh, I can't think of the actor's name right now. Owen Wilson and um, Ben Stiller. That one hit too. So did uh, Tomb Raider. The first one hit anyways, and the second one was kind of off-putting. Uh, and I even think there's a third one. I'm not 100 percent sure of that. But, you know, Uncharted, you know, maybe they were like, you know, we're due for that kind of a movie and to do a little trilogy. But this one just didn't hit for me. Not as much as like uh, Night at the Smithsonian hit or, you know, National Treasure. National Treasure hit twice out the park. As a matter of fact, that's still referenced in pop culture. You know, you see it in movies, you see them talking about it like, what are you going to steal the Declaration of Independence now? You see that, you hear you hear that, and you oftentimes I kind of think of you know, the, the Da Vinci Code. The Da Vinci Code was those movies, but more serious. The Da Vinci Code with Tom Hanks was basically one of those action-adventure movies, but were infinitely more serious and, you know, a little bit more action-ish, a little bit less family fun. If you, if you follow me there. Um, but I can't, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't get the hang of Uncharted. Like, it wanted to be some uber comedic movie, but it was also like, you know, like, it wants to be National Treasure, but it wants to be Tomb Raider at the same time. Like, it just kind of was like, I'm glad I didn't pay money to see the movie. And that's actually probably... uh, Helping the score for me. Because if I would have seen that, I would have been like... Yeah, that movie kind of sucked. And I would have not have... You know... I would have been upset if I would have paid money... In the movie theaters. But that doesn't take away... From some of the aspects... Of the movie. I mean the movie was okay. Like like I said. It, would... it was good to see Tom Holland acting not as Spider-Man. Not as a teenage kid. He's a little bit more adult. He's drinking. He's a thief. A pro thief. And they didn't kind of touch into that. Uh, I felt that they kind of. They should have touched into that a little bit more. Like his. Um, as I start my car again. They didn't touch into his thievery that much. That was just kind of like shoehorned in there. I don't know why they did that. Like, I guess maybe because of the video game. But he goes from being a pickpocket thief in the very beginning of the movie to all of a sudden he's this super action adventure person. And it's kind of like... Mm, that didn't need to be in there either. I don't know why they did that. Maybe just to show his skill set as to why... He, and then how Mark Wahlberg knew he was an ultimate thief too, and he stole from him, and he was an ultimate pickpocketer. Pickpocketer. 
So uh, some of that, some of those things kind of were like, mm, the fuck, like that was that was an instance of that again. Antonio Banderas character, Antonio Banderas' character. I don't even know his name. He gets killed right away, or not? Doesn't get killed right away, but he only makes it about a third of the way, maybe half the way of the movie, and then he gets offed. Um, and if you think about it, if you just remove his character from the movie. The movie doesn't change course any direction. You didn't even need to be in there. Um, and then he just went out kind of terrible too. They just cut his throat on the plane. And like, I don't know. I don't know if he's still there on the plane waiting to be thrown out or who knows. It's just one of those things. I, there's just some things that are really bad about the movie. There's some things that are really good. Again, I, it was good seeing Tom Holland do all that shit. Um, they gave him a lot of dialogue. Um, some of his interactions between him and Mike, Mark Wahlberg were pretty funny. I'll give it that. The other chick, uh, that he kind of fell in love with, but kind of is also not on his team. Uh, I don't know if they're planning on doing a part two, they're going to bring her back because they don't really need to bring her back. So it was kind of pointless as well. Her character didn't have no bearing. Um, Mark Wahlberg doesn't even need to be there. I don't really know if they're going to find the brother. Just one of those scenes. The movie's all over the place, man. And and honestly, I can only give it like a six or six and a half. It's one of the lowest rated movies I've seen in a while. And that's saying a lot because I didn't even talk about The Gray Man, which I thought was very well done. Uh, That movie was like straight up. We want to go back to the old school action movies with like, the action actually moved the story forward a little bit, and I and I'm not talking about that one because I I watched half of it, I dozed off, and then I tried watching it again. So I I would need to see the movie one time straight through to give an honest review about it. But I, overall, I did like it because I was like, damn, that literally no point is there not fucking a gun being shot or people fighting each other like. There's like eighty percent of the movie is action, and twenty percent of it is story. If that, that ratio is crazy because usually you don't get that in a movie. And the Russo brothers, uh, if you go back to fucking The Winter Soldier, that's some of the best fighting scenes in all of Marvel. I mean, that shit was crazy. The Winter Soldier's battle with um, Captain America and Black Widow on the streets is wild. Um... And then, you know that that just that movie was just that movie is probably one of the best Captain America movies. Uh, Civil War is up there too, but I think Winter Soldier is better than Civil War um, in that aspect. That the action is infinitely better. Uh, but that that's not the same case as like, you know, Uncharted. Uncharted was a lot of story with. I, I'm telling you, I, I get, I get, I'm like, I'm nitpicking, but I kind of felt like this was when the producers and the people who started making the movie were like, okay, we're going to make like a national treasure with like a little bit of this Pirates of the Caribbean flavor, with a little bit of Fast and Furious flavor, with a little bit of Tomb Raider flavor, with a little bit of flavor of like... You know, we're going to have this sort of a vibe to the movie that they picked from all of those movies 
try to put it into one movie, and I don't think it really worked. Um, and I and I hate and I don't want to dog a movie like that because I a lot of people go into the movies. I I did enjoy the movie, but I don't think it was. I don't think it would have been worthy of spending money. And I kind of feel like that's the same way with the Gray Man. I don't really know if I would have spent money to see it in movie theaters. They were kind of right to put that one straight to Netflix. Because everybody can enjoy it without having to technically pay for it. Uh, spending that $20, $30, for popcorn movies and, you know, take time out of your day. You watch at your own leisure, like I did. You're kind of like, damn, this guy, all they do is fighting and shooting and stabbing each other and... The movie doesn't make that much sense, but it kind of works because it's like, okay, we're well, getting all this, and, and you know, off the bat, I can give you, I can tell you, the Gray Man, I would rate it higher than Uncharted. I'd probably give it like a seven or seven and a half, based off of the, it was just a little bit more crazy. There was more, there was a, a infinitely more fighting, um, which is crazy. But that's my review on Uncharted. So if you are out there wanted to watch Uncharted for any random reason, I kind of. I, I say go for it only because it's on Netflix. I would not buy the movie. And I don't know if they're going to make a part two. That's kind of the thing. I'm like, I don't know. They should make a part two, but are they? Will they? Who knows? Who knows how these things work? I kind of just, I'm like, so-so with it. Um, Buzz Lightyear was a better movie than than Uncharted. I'll tell you that much. Uh, and with that said, guys, on the coming up, we're going to talk The Sandman because I'm really in- enjoying that series. Uh, maybe we'll talk The Gray Man. Uh, I Am Groot, The Five Shorts came out. Those are enjoyable. Uh, they could have done with being like eight minutes each, giving us a little bit more. Overall, the five, give it like 20 minutes of Groot. Kind of feel like it's a little bit out of place because all this should have happened right around the launch of Disney Plus, like after the events of Endgame. You know, really unfolded. Would have loved. Would have loved to see this then. It's a little bit out of place because now we're all the way, way beyond that in the timeline. Um, we've got She-Hulk coming up, Daredevils coming up. Obviously, oh, there's so many things to talk about. You know, coming down the pike. Got a couple concerts, uh, baseball games. Uh, so many things happening in the next couple of weeks and months. Uh, Black Panther is coming. Hopefully we get another trailer for Black Panther pretty soon. I know they're talking about dropping an Ant-Man trailer. Probably in front of Black Panther or maybe at the D23 Expo in September. So those are coming up. Things to watch out. Godzilla news coming up. So we got things to talk about for days pretty soon. Um, We'll get this episode up and post it up here for you guys' entertainment. And uh, let's keep it pushing, yo. Catch you guys on the next one. Laters.